0: Hello, bros. It's time for that hero stuff, bro. That hero stuff. Oh, how are you doing on the day of today? This is James Hall, and welcome to Restoring Heroes Real Biblical Manhood in a Counterfeit World. Oh, I'm so excited. I am so excited. How are you feeling? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. Real good. (laughs) Let me stop tripping. Oh, 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 it's such a good day. It's such a good day on the day of today. Look, I got a whole lot to say in a little bit of time, so I need you to just listen. Let me get right to it. Let me get right to the thing. If you've been paying attention these last couple of podcasts, we were talking about invading. Um, and that's kind of a metaphor for fighting against passivity. Just being active in what God wants us to do as men. Just jumping into it and facing some things. And we was talking about Joshua. We've been talking about letting God invade your heart. And I'm going to kind of go get on that a little bit today. Um, the quote of the day is from John Piper, listen, listen, as a Christian, listen, a Christian is not a person who experiences no bad desires. A Christian is a person who is at war with those desires by the power of the spirit. See, John Piper is saying, it's not that you don't war don't struggle with bad desires the struggle is a good thing the war is a good thing that fight is a good thing between the flesh and the spirit and you struggling and and things like that that's a good thing he says later on in, in the same uh in the same article it's no war no fight that you have to worry about because that means the flesh and the, the the spirit of Satan and the flesh is now taken over every outpost and citadel there is in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. See, the struggle is okay. So, man, are you willing to slay the dragon? Slay the dragon. We are attacking some hard stuff right now we're about to slay some dragons we're about to put on the armor of God and slay some dragons listen and I'm going straight to Ephesians right now finally brethren be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against rulers, against authorities, against cosmic powers over the present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm." See, God is telling you that you're gonna be going through a battle, right? You're going going through a war, and this is not, ju- it's not a physical battle. It's a battlefield in your emotions. It's a battlefield in your heart. It's a battlefield in your mind, and you have to put on a full armor of God, but it's gotta be something that you have to take off first. See, to slay this dragon of bitterness, to slay this dragon, Of bitterness, so we're attacking bitterness today. Now listen very closely. Um, Ephesians chapter four says, "Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind, and this this how this the other part. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted." forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. See, before we could put on chapter six, talking about pulling the whole armor of God, but chapter four says, put away, take off bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, slander, and all kinds of malice. See, God is saying, you cannot put on the full armor of God and attack and fight this dragon called bitterness if you don't put, if you don't first confront the fact that you are bitter. Help me Holy Spirit. So what I mean by that, let me, let me just be playing with you. Let me just be playing with you. Look, man, my, my background, my, my upbringing is, was it's for lack of a better term, um, tumultuous it, it it's not it didn't lack it's tragedy like you know what i mean uh my mom passed away not passed away, i keep on saying that to make it softer but my mom was murdered uh by by the man she married it wasn't my actual dad but it was my stepdad she was murdered i was there and i watched it so i have that um my dad my actual my biological dad was not around so and i can i can go into details in that but i just want to tell you about something right so all my life, um, I had this chip on my shoulder about my, my biological father not being around. I saw him a couple times in my life, um, and it, I spent time over the summer. I, I he has, yeah, I have a sister, I have a couple of sisters by on his side. Um, a couple, um, they call them half sisters, but it's really my sisters or whatever. I have a couple of those. We spent summer together. We did that, we did all those things, um, until up, I would, till I was eight, nine years old. And I didn't see him again until I was 18. Um, I live with my aunt and my uncle. So I had a father figure in my life. Um, my uncle wasn't perfect. Isn't perfect. He's still alive. He isn't perfect, but he, he showed me about a man that works, a man that comes home, a man that uh, that's consistently teaching you how to do things right. So I had that, but I always had a chip on my shoulder. I always was bitter towards my 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 biological father, always. Even to the point where I found him when I graduated high school, um, and I tried to build a relationship there, and it still was kind of weird because I have a younger sister that he spent a whole lot of time with. And uh, to, in her eyes, she does no wrong. You know what I mean? Have you ever been through that? Um, and just our perspectives are different. He was there for her and he wasn't there for me. Um, and it kind of made me bitter, kind of made me like upset. I was like, I had a, I mean, hard, even, even, and, and even as a Christian, as I, as I, as the Lord cleansed me and found me and took me out the muck and the mire and, and I got married and, and, and things like that. I still, I still came around a little bit, but I was still harboring feelings. Uh, even to the point where I had my daughter, uh, my first daughter, Ava, right. And, uh. It's, it's shameful to say it in out loud but man i didn't let him see her at all i think he saw her like two times um he saw him two times and because my mindset is i'm never gonna let him do to her what he did to me so i'm just gonna let not let him see her at all and have no relationship with him at all and man I'm talking about bitterness, facing bitterness, confronting bitterness in your life and in your heart. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how I confronted it in my heart, if you could follow, right? I didn't know how deep it was until he passed away. Like, I didn't know how deep it was, how deep the bitterness and my anger was towards my biological father until after he died. And it was too late for me to do something about it. You feel what I'm saying? If it was, And it was too late for me to do something about it. The regret kicked in. The accuser, Satan, kicked in and said, man, you could have you did this. You could have did that. How about, I mean, you're supposed to be a Christian. How, how would you not forgive him? How did you not do this and do that? And and, I mean, think about it. It was like, I felt he owed me something, right? He owes me. He owed me something. If he don't pay with money, if he don't pay with time, he go pay with me ignoring him. I'm gonna make him pay for what he did to me. Resentment, bitterness in the heart of me, in my heart, right? And I'm telling you, man, this is how you know, this is how you know that you struggle with bitterness and 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 and, and things like that look if you can be around someone that hurts you and that that and you feel that they owe you and you're a christian man you feel that they owe you pain. they gotta pay they have to pay you cannot just let them off the hook right God is saying that you, in, in, in your heart, you're struggling with bitterness. I'm sorry for even, it's just hard for me to talk about it. Like being real with you for real. Look, so I didn't know how deep my bitterness and my hurt was until after he passed away. And it was too late for me to do anything about it. You know what I mean? And it was to a point where we was able to be cordial. I was able to laugh and joke with him, but I still had that pain. I still wish I could have said, I forgive you. But it's too late. He pat, he's dead, and that's how that's what bitterness does for you. It makes you resist the things that can make you whole. So when we're facing this dragon, when we're slaying this dragon, when we're confronting this thing, when we're when we're confronting bitterness, we have to understand that it comes from yes, the pain. And the, the hurt is real, the pain and the hurt is real. My pain and my hurt was real. But it can keep you thinking that you are hurting the other person by holding on to it when you're really just hurting yourself. It's kind of like, you know, uh, the wild animals that get stuck with something, some debris or some, some, uh some trash or whatever in the ocean. And the more they thrash and thrash and thrash around, it cuts them more and more and more. So the thing they're trying to do to escape the problem is a thing that actually is hurting them, right? The same thing when it comes to, excuse me, when it comes to bitterness, the thing, the, the fact is you think holding on to bitterness holding on to the unforgiveness is gonna hurt the other person is a uh, false the fact that you feel that you have power over the person by holding on to it and and gripping it so tight and it makes you feel powerful is false it's false the the bottom line is we have to let as men if we really want to move forward in this christian walk We have to deal with the bitterness. Maybe it is your first wife, right? Maybe your first wife hurt you bad and cheated on you and did all types of horrible things. You have to let her off the hook, right? And I'm skipping ahead because I really feel it. I really understand. Look, (sighs) bitterness Holding on to bitterness This is the fix And it says it in the, in the, in the next, next part Look I was And I want you to understand I was rationalizing my bitterness Because I was saying things like Look if he didn't do that I wouldn't do this think about if he was here my mom wouldn't have died if if he was here my mom wouldn't have been murdered if you were just stuck with my mom if you didn't do that drug deal got you in jail if you didn't do it i told you my life is not uh a a pretty package I'm, i'm not it's not nothing like that but i want you to understand how i was feeling if you was just there, maybe that wouldn't happen. If you was just there, maybe that is happening. If you was just there and I had all these things bubbling up, like I'm never going to do that to my kids, which is a good vow to have. Like, I'm not going to run away from my kids. When I have kids, I'm going to be there and be a father and be a husband and be what I'm supposed to be, right? But I, that was all springing from this thing of bitterness. And it wasn't until God, it had, until the regret hit me and the Holy Spirit convicted me That I was holding on to it, that I was able to let it go. So I know you're hearing me, you're hearing the story, you're hearing all this, you're hearing. But James, what is the fix though? Like you're telling me all this, that's good that happened to you. I'm sorry for what you're going through, right, and what you've been through. But what is the fix? The Bible says it. Just look at Ephesians four, chapter uh, chapter Ephesians chapter four at the in of verse i think it's verse 32 it says be kind to one another tenderhearted forgiving one another forgiving 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 is the key let the person off the hook look i know you holding on to it because you feel that if as long as you hold on to that anger they're gonna get you're gonna they're they're paying some way or some form and fashion they're paying for whatever they did to you right they're paying at least they're paying for it in my mind you're punishing them by holding on to it but i'm telling you bro i'm telling you man that you're not hurting them with your bitterness you are hurting you with your bitterness your resentment is hurting you because it met it messes up your other other spots in your life your other relationships and you don't want it to be too late like it was too late for me to tell my dad "Hey, I forgive you I understand that you couldn't do what you felt you were trying your hardest it was too late to do that cuz he died and you don't want that you don't want that, you want to be able to do this now because I'm letting you know the pain of regret is much, much worse than just letting it go. I, but, but but if I let it go, they seem to got away with it. No, the Bible said God will repay. You don't have to this is not vengeance, you don't have to hold on to your hurt and paying for vengeance. Give it up, God cares for you. God cares for your problems, God cares for your issues, and He cares enough to tell you to forgive. Forgiveness is not for the other person, forgiveness is for you because the Bible says forgive just how God has forgiven you, has forgave you through Christ. So it's a parallel that God let you off the hook of your sin, your mess, your issues, your whatever you did in your past to that girl or that boy that day when you punched that kid for no reason. Oh that God let you off the hook of all that, and God just wants you to know, and gives you the power to do the same through Him. Forgive. No one, and, and I want you to understand. So forgiveness is number one, right? Forgive. Let it go. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna take more than one time to to rehearse it. Uh, I, gotta, I gotta let it go. I got to let it go. I got to let it go because the flesh don't want to die sometimes. So you got to say, it. maybe, maybe daily, oh, I got to let that go. I can't even think about it like that. God. Maybe out loud, maybe on an hourly basis, maybe on a minute to minute, but it's minute to minute basis. But isn't it worth it to let go of that bitterness and that resentment so you can walk freely in the Lord? Because. Because resentment and bitterness is not doing anything but holding you down and weighing you down and, re- and, 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 and keeping you in bondage to your flesh. Because, because of bitterness, you have uh, clamor, you have anger, you have slander, you have malice. All these things bleed into one another where are just attributes and things of working into the flesh or working with fleshly things. You're not working the way you're supposed to be being a new creature. That's the old man who wanted vengeance. But God says he wants you to be new in him. Old things have passed away and sometimes the arm pops out of the grave but you got to kill that on a regular basis. So brothers, heroes, please, I'm begging you, you don't want to feel that regret. I'm begging you to forgive, right? And then coming to the realization, step two, come to the realization, and I had to at an early age, come to a realization later and, and get reminded about it later that no one owes you a thing, no one owes you a thing. Whatever past hurt happened, You know, no one owes you a thing. There's nothing you can do about the person who doesn't apologize, who still thinks it's okay. There's nothing you can do about it. Let it go. You are holding yourself in the into chains, holding yourself into bondage, and thinking you're capturing. The other person. You're holding on to the chain and, and wrap it around your own ankles and saying, mm hmm, see, I got you. You wrap the chain around your ankles and put the lock on. Ooh, I got you. Wrap the around, chain around your arms or have somebody wrap it around your arms and you change yourself and you got yourself in bondage and you're looking at them like, ooh, I got you. See? See? You can't do nothing about it. And they're walking around free. Look, no one owes you anything. Forgive let it go number three and i said it before and i alluded to it before and i'm saying it plain as day holding on to bitterness does not hurt the other person it hurts you holding on to unforgiveness is an old there's a saying out there that's holding being having unforgiveness is like drinking poison and hoping that it hurts the other person Right. Right. It's like it's like swinging a sword and cutting yourself and thinking you win in the battle. Right? That's how it is. You're not hurting anyone but yourself and God wants you to be free. God wants you to be free. See, God says his yoke is easy and his burden is light. God says that you can cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. God says that he will give you strength, strength to stand firm and fight against the wiles of the devil. But to put on your armor, you have to take off the bitterness. You have to take off the bitterness it's holding you back and you want to live this free you don't want unforgiveness in your heart you want to be free right you want to be free so as you face these are some steps as you face um the, the the dragon of bitterness remember you you gotta you gotta pray and you gotta face it head on and you gotta tell tell the lord where you are bitter where you are struggling the the you gotta actually express this to God and 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 then find a brother find a brother you can be vulnerable with it and really really talk to really talk to someone beyond your wife. And your wife, you need to talk to your wife too if she, if she's there and if you're not a if you're a single man listening, find a brother. Someone that 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 walks with you that you can really talk to about this. And he can check you on it. You know what I mean? Right? And then find and, and use the word of God. Using the word of God. To, 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 okay, okay, look, 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 I know these, these thoughts are coming in my mind, I have unforgiveness, look, look okay, I got to submit to God, the Bible says submit, so what does the Bible say? Oh, okay, I, I, I gotta be, I gotta forgive, I gotta be tender hearted, so I'm submitting, God, help me to be, f- forgive, help me to be tender hearted like your word says, <sighs> and help me release these things to you, you know, using the word of God as a weapon and not just, a uh, 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 thing that you need to tick off um, off your list, uh, to-do list, of why I got my devotional in today, but actually using it as a living, breathing, sword, weapon, all that, you know what I mean? The power of the Bible. Look, man, I want you to be free. I don't want you holding on to resentment because resentment bleeds into other facets of your life. You trying to figure out why you so mad at your wife, why you so frustrated at your wife is because maybe you're holding on to something that somebody else did to you and what she did look kind of like it. So you're trying to nip that in the bud because you couldn't nip it in the bud in the past, right? So you're trying to get at them, get at the other person through what your wife's actions are. You feel me? Another way, maybe, maybe you're kind of harsh with your kids because of that. Maybe you're kind of, you're kind of working real hard at your job because of bitterness. Maybe you're holding on just, but you, you are holding on to things. And God wants you to let that mess go. Let that mess go. Take that off so you can put on this armor and fight. And fight the good fight of faith. And that's all I got to say about that, heroes. Until next time. Please, please share. But until next time, heroes, be watchful. Stand firm in the faith. Act like men. And be strong out there. Whoop!